Chapter Five of the Mintage. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Pamela Krantz. The Mintage by Albert Hubbard. Sam. Anybody can order, but to serve with grace, tact, and effectiveness is a fine art. In San Francisco lived a lawyer, age sixty, rich in money, rich in intellect, a businessman with many interests. Now this lawyer was a bachelor, and lived in apartments with his Chinese servant, Sam. Sam and his master had been together for fifteen years. The servant knew the wants of his employer as though he were his other self. No orders were necessary. If there was to be a company, one guest or a hundred, Sam was told the number that was all, and everything was provided. This servant was cook, valet, watchman, friend. No stray, unwished-for visitor ever got to the master to rob him of his rest when he was at home. If extra help was wanted, Sam secured it. He bought what was needed and when the lawyer awakened in the morning it was to the singing of a tiny music-box with a clock attachment set for seven o'clock the bath was ready a clean shirt was there on the dresser with studs and buttons in place collar and scarf were near the suit of clothes desired hung over a chair the right pair of shoes polished like a mirror was at hand and on the mantel was a half-blown rose, with the dew still upon it for a boutonniere. Downstairs the breakfast, hot and savory, waited. When the good man was ready to go to the office, silent as a shadow stood Sam in the hallway, with overcoat, hat, and cane in hand. When the weather was threatening, an umbrella was substituted for the cane. The door was opened, and the master departed. When he returned at nightfall, on his approach the door swung wide. Sam never took a vacation. He seemed not to either eat or sleep. He was always near when needed. He disappeared when he should. He knew nothing, and he knew everything. For weeks scarcely a word might pass between these men. They understood each other so well. The lawyer grew to have a great affection for his servant. He paid him a hundred dollars a month, and tried to devise other ways to show his gratitude, but Sam wanted nothing, not even thanks. All he desired was the privilege to serve. But one morning, as Sam poured his master's coffee, he said quietly, without a shade of emotion on his yellow face, "'Next week I leave you.' The lawyer smiled. "'Next week I leave you.' repeated the Chinese. I hire for you better man. The lawyer set down his cup of coffee. He looked at the white-robed servant. He felt the man was in earnest. So you are going to leave me? I do not pay you enough, eh? That Dr. Sanders who was here, he knows what a treasure you are. Don't be a fool, Sam. I'll make it a hundred and fifty a month. Say no more. Next week I leave you. I go to China said the servant impassively oh i see you are going back for a wife all right bring her here you will return in two months i do not object bring your wife here there is work for two to keep this place in order 
the place is lonely anyway i'll see the collector of the port myself and arrange your passage papers i go to china next week i need no papers i never come back said the man with exasperating calmness and persistence by god you shall not go said the lawyer by god i will answered the heathen it was the first time in their experience together that the servant had used such language or such a tone toward his master the lawyer pushed his chair back and after an instant said quietly sam you must forgive me i spoke quickly i do not own you but tell me what have i done why do you leave me this way you know i need you i will not tell you why i go you laugh no i shall not laugh you will i say i will not very well i go to china to die nonsense you can die here haven't i agreed to send your body back if you die before i do i die in four weeks two days what my brother he in prison he twenty-six i fifty he have wife and baby in china they accept any man same family to die i go to china give my money to my brother he live i die the next day a new chinaman appeared as servant in the lawyer's household in a week this servant knew everything and nothing just like sam and sam disappeared without saying good-bye he went to china and was beheaded four weeks and two days from the day he broke the news of his intent to go his brother was set free and the lawyer's household goes along about as usual save when the master calls for sam when he should say charlie at such times there comes a kind of clutch at his heart but he says nothing end of sam recording by pamela crantz